Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise babes in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God. And his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing, and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are busting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you're about to listen to has been designed specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or you can send it to us via email at contact at wordloversglobal.com. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. To preach the gospel to the poor, then he said, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Then he said, to preach deliverance. The word deliverance here is the word aphesis, which can also, also mean um, redemption. That's why forgiveness is your deliverance. So the gospel liberates. The gospel delivers. The power of God unto salvation. So the word deliverance here, deliverance to the captives. I will explain why he said deliverance to the captives. Because in the year of the Jubilee, which we'll read very soon, when that year is declared, prisoners and, um, and laborers and slaves are released from captivity. They are made to go free forever. So Jesus said that I am the one who has come today. To come and execute that which used to be under. Okay? He said, and recovery of sight to the blind. And set at liberty them that were bruised. The word liberty is the same word aphesis. Which means deliverance. Liberty. 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 Now Leviticus 25. Let me show you the year of Jubilee. I'll come back here and talk about the doctors here, but I've said it, I explained it on Wednesday and last week, Friday. Okay. From verse 8. Let's do NLT. Okay. Now, he said, in addition, you must count off seven Sabbaths year, seven sets of seven years, adding up to 49, seven, seven, 49, years in all. Have you heard of the year Jubilee? Yes. Okay, so I want to explain the Jubilee. 50 years. Yes, sir. It's not a year we do party and chill. Yeah. Understand it first. So when you're having a party, you cannot be having party when you are under spiritual bondage. <laughs> so you must understand. In addition, you must count seven, seven Sabbath years, which means they fell on Saturdays. Uh-huh, that's what it means. So, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. On that last seven years, the last Saturday in that year is the first year. Then another year 
two, then another year three, then another year four, then another year five, then another year six, then another year seven. Okay, so these are the adding up of the 49 years in all. So then the following year, which makes it 50, is the year that is declared jubilee. And you will see. Go on. Then on the day of atonement, so the day of atonement in that particular jubilee is the 50th year. Remember, day of atonement is every year for them. But within the year of Jubilee, within that year, <laughs> now I want to explain so you understand. Yes, now, the following year, which makes it 50, there is a day which has been set aside and is normally around the month of um, July, thereabout. That's where they have the Day of Atonement because it is 10 days after the, no, it's, it's around October, September, October, November, because it is 10 days after Rosh Hashanah. Okay? Yes, 10 days after Rosh Hashanah is the, the day of Yom Kippur. That is the day you go to atone of your sin. So after enjoying Rosh Hashanah, you have entered a new year, but then you, must, you are not free. So your celebration is not complete until you've gone to God for him to say that all your sins are forgiven. You get it? So on that day, Charlie, now who are they looking up to? They are looking up to Aaron. Charlie, or whoever the priest to be. See, Charlie, the priest. And the priest, they have problems. I'll show you one, Zachariah. Zachariah was a, he was a, he was a straight jacket priest. Fully, he, God, you see, God brings the priest for them to understand Christ, but they were not seeing Christ. So for several years, he didn't have a child. Not because God won't give him. Because what ought to be done, they didn't do. He's always going about the normal temple sacrifices. Okay? For several years, which is good. Now, the incense that they were burning was a representation of original. Can you see that? Yes, sir. But the day the angel came to speak to him and he prophesied the child, that day, the Bible says, and the people outside prayed. So the original incense were lifted. Looked, um, ah, while the incense was being burned, a great crowd outside, what? They stood praying. Now, the priests are not there every year. They come in sessions. Or, how do you call it? Sessions, eh? In the manufacturing industry, they have a word they use. Shift. So, they use shift. So, this one was Zachariah's shift to come and represent the people. When he is done, he goes. And another priest will come. Because there were many. Tribe of Levite. So there were many high priests. You get it? So he was, he, Grace found him. So that day when he came, 
he didn't know what was happening. He was going about burning the incense. See, look at it. He was just doing that thing in there, the one the Romans would do. But the originality of what he was doing was actually now being done by the people. So now the people now, because the Bible says that the prayer is the incense of the saint. So now when they began to pray, they were praying. How they were praying, I don't even know. But they were praying. The Bible said they were praying. And as they were praying, the next one says what? While Zachariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right hand of the incense altar. Because the original prayer was being made. Now I will show that, the, the next version will show that he, hasn't, he wasn't used to angels. Look at it. Zachariah shaking and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him. But it wasn't mention of Elijah when he saw the, cha- the, the chariot. Why? Elisha was used to supernatural encounters. So seeing the, cha- the, char- um, the chariot didn't move him. When you, have, when you see angels every time and an angel reveals himself to you, unless it's a, a, another angel of a, a higher glory rank, even that one, you, you don't fear too much because you are used to. Maybe you have not seen angels or you have not seen this thing before. So if it happens to you right now, I'm sure... I'm looking at where it will be easier for you. So, so the angel will, will stop that. He will alleviate that by saying, fear not. Which is not evil. It's not every fear that is evil. That fear is not the spirit of fear. God has not given you the spirit of fear. So there is fear and there is the spirit of fear. God hasn't given you the spirit of fear. But you can fear, it means reverence. Or holy fear. So Jesus, when he entered, you say, fear not. You get, you get it? When he rose up and he entered the, the church for the first time, the first word he said was that, all hail. All hail. You get it now? Uh-huh. So I'm telling you that the, the priest, you have put me under grace, so I'm doing much more. Okay, it's so okay. Go back to um, the Leviticus 25. Okay. So then on the tenth, on the day of atonement, in the 50th year, say 50th year. 50th year. He said, blow the ram's horn aloud and long throughout the land. So in the 50th year, after the 49, because he will explain why the seven, seven, um, seven years. Okay. Yeah, seven, seven years. You know, seven is perfection. And the, so the last year, on the day of atonement within that year, he mentioned ram's horn. So the ram's horn will be blown very long. And the day of atonement starts in the morning at nine. Nine in the morning. So it will be blown and everybody will hear. Why? I explained to you on Wednesday that a horn is a part of an animal. And most importantly, a ram. And we know ram is a typology of Christ. Now, when the ram is alive, you cannot go and pull the horn. Before you get the horn, the ram must die. So that the horn can be alive. 
So the blowing of the trumpet was actually a declaration of death and resurrection. So in that year, death and resurrection is announced. Can you see that? With that understanding, we can continue. Let's go on. Set this year apart as holy. And set a, a time to proclaim what? Freedom. So from resurrection, there is freedom. So when the, when, when the, horns ram, um, the ram's horn is, is blown, it speaks of, of freedom, of liberty. It actually speaks of liberty, forgiveness, aphesis. Aphesis and redemption. Okay? He said, it will be a jubilee year. But I want you to know the first one. He said, set this year as a holy. Now, let me see TPT, uh, King James here. Then we go to, to, then you come back to NLT. I want you to see the word liberty. All right. He said, and ye shall hallow the 50th year and proclaim, proclaim liberty. The word liberty here in the Septuagint, Septuagint means the, the, the Old Testament in Greek. Okay? It is the same word, Ephesus, here. In other words, declare forgiveness throughout the whole land. Unto the inhabitant thereof. It shall be a jubilee unto you. And ye shall return every man unto his possession. And ye shall return every man unto his family. There is a way they buy and sell. Before they buy and sell, they calculate how long, how many years we have for Jubilee. Or how long we have for Jubilee. So the price I sell my property to you is based on the number of years we have for Jubilee. Because many Jubilee... (laughs) Somebody shout restoration. Restoration. Okay, NLT, so some of you can see it and appreciate it. So this is forgiveness. So Yom Kippur is the year of forgiveness. Jubilee means forgiveness. Uh Aha. So he said, it will be a jubilee year for you. When each of you may return to your land that belonged belonged to your ancestors and return to your own clan. Go on. This 50th year will be a jubilee for you. During the year, you must not plant uh your fields or store away any of the crops that grow on their own. And don't gather grapes from your unpruned vines. So in that year, don't plant. Those, the harvest you have, don't store. Just eat. Just enjoy. Just eat. Just eat. (laughs) It will be a jubilee year for you. Say jubilee year. And you must keep it holy. But you may eat whatever the land produces on its own. Go on. You don't understand your salvation. In the year of the Jubilee, each of you may return to the land that belonged to your ancestors. 
when you make an agreement with your neighbor to buy or sell property, you must not take advantage of each other. That means don't price beyond the calculated jubilee. When you buy a land from your neighbor, the price you pay must be based on the number of years since the last jubilee. So imagine that we finish the 50th year this year and I'm selling a land to you. It's going to be another 50 years. So the price will be higher than when we have two years to jubilee. Because at, at the end of the two years, you, the, the land comes back to you. The seller must set the price by taking into account the number of years remaining until the next year of jubilee. The more years until the next jubilee, the higher the price. The fewer years, the lower the price. After all, the person selling the land is actually selling you a certain number of harvest. Do you remember? I told you a story in the Bible where the woman went back to her land. Who is that? The Shunammite woman. What did the king say? He said, restore the land. And for every produce, every harvest that you harvested, calculate it for the number of years and pay her. That was the jubilee of that woman. So when you become born again, you are born from resurrection. Note that. In other words, you were born out of jubilee. You were born into freedom. And in that freedom, there is the restoration. What it means is that whatever sin used to control that you never enjoyed, whatever the devil handed that you never enjoyed, are restored. <laughs> Go on. Show your fear of God by not taking advantage of each other. I am the Lord your God. Okay. So you can go and read the rest. So this is actually Ephesus. So the year of Jubilee is Ephesus. Are you with me? Now look for 18 again. Since you understand this one. The spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me to bring the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim the capt that captives that captives will be released. Yeah. Does it make sense now? Now you understand now? Yes. He has appointed, he has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released. Yeah. Who are the captives? So it means for these captives, who are the captives? Those who are under the bondage of sin. Yes. Remember, he did not come to tell us about hell. Because yes. hell is a place of bondage. So he did not come to declare bondage again. He came to declare what? That those in bondage will be released. And that the blind will see. And that the oppressed will be set free. Another word again, set free. So if you were in slavery, if you were under, in prison, if somebody has forcefully taken your property, <laughs> look, 
the year of Jubilee is actually total reset. You get it? It's total reset. You know when you have factory reset? <laughs> so when you come out of salvation, it's total reset. Yeah, total reset. Now, listen. When sin binds you, there are a lot of privileges from God you can, you, you, you can never enjoy. That is actually when you are cut off from glory and you are cut off from presence. So you cannot enjoy. You are cut off. You are cut off. You are in prison. Now, all these things that you were cut off from because of the bondage of sin, the bondage of guilt and all that kind of things, the day you come out of resurrection, there's a total reset. So the things you couldn't have enjoyed because of sin, you enjoy them now. Now, he's made this in such a way that even when you sin today, you will still enjoy that because there's, to- there's what? Automatic redundance. So it's like, it's like automatic reset. You get it? Is God condoning sin? No. He judged it. That's what I always wanted to know. He judged it. Jesus is the evidence. When we preach like this, people think that, oh, then you are saying that people, then people can sin. And no. Sin was judged. Fully, fully. He judged it fully. The blood is the evidence. Listen, you know, and enjoy your liberty. You are suffering the same thing unbelievers are suffering. What is the difference here? That's why I keep saying, put an unbeliever here, put a believer here. And compare their sufferings and what they are going through. It's the same. They have financial problems. You have financial problems? Sometimes even the believer's own is worse. You are struggling to get married. The unbeliever is struggling to get married. They're struggling to have a baby. Struggling to have a baby. Struggling with health. Struggling with health. This No! There's been a total reset. Now, why is, it, why is it that the believer is seeing this in his life? Because the believer has no knowledge of this. You see, that's what I'm saying. You don't know how much you have been forgiven. So, to God, you have been forgiven so much that when he looks at you, nothing happened. Now, if I, if I reset, factory reset my, my phone, everything goes. It's fresh. If it's iPhone, you will see the beginning English. Hello. So, now that you came out of resurrection, and the first time we saw you was hello, how come, how come, how can we still have virus on you? The way they sweat is the same way the believer gets. No! No! Because we do not know. We don't know. And I'm telling you, this thing I'm teaching you now, I know I'm taking your time. But listen, this was supposed, you, are supposed to, you were supposed to have been taught this when you became born again. This is the funda- foundation of Christianity. And yeah, and then yeah, right now, we should be, you see, there are things I can't say to you now. There are some things I can't share with you now. You won't believe. You, you won't believe. Oh, you, you, you won't believe. 
<laughs> yeah. I'm the free man. Do you guys see Pastor Chris's boldness in all that he does? His understanding of this reality is amazing. The boldness of a believer is not the cash in your pocket. It's how much you have been forgiven. How much redemption you have by the blood. This is what you boast about. Meditate on it until it enters your heart. Now, the problem is that you know it. It's not in your heart. That's the difference. When it's in your heart, it will bear fruit. It's not in your heart yet. How many people don't know that the blood of Jesus came to take away their sin? Yet they are suffering. If it did, if it did, why am I suffering? What is the extent to which he took away my sin? Today you saw the seven sprinkling. Why am I? Ah, so henceforth my business is supposed to blossom. Because of the nails in his hands. Remember, you were in him. You were in him when his nails, his, his palm was being pierced. Now, let me end with this and I'm done. He said to proclaim the captive, that captives will be released. That the blind will see. I explained this one to you. That the oppressed, oppressed will be set free. So when you become born again, there's no longer oppression. That is why Satan cannot, there are some believers today, still Satan oppresses them. You have no idea what kind of life they are living. Today Satan plays them like, like ball. Anytime he wants their health, he comes for it. Anytime their children, their family, they are this. No! Satan throws an arrow of sickness on your daughter, you heal your daughter. Why? You have you are now a possessor of redemption. And what I have, I can give. Do you know how I pray for my parents? Maybe my parents don't have knowledge like I have. So I pray. I say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I release redemption over my parents. You see? Can I release it? Yes, because the Bible used the word have. And the Greek says possess. When my son is going to school, I say, Lord, I release redemption over him. In other words, when he goes to school, if there's an outbreak of sickness or disease or whatever, he has total and automatic what? Redance. Because of what has been released over him. You get it? So make use of what you have. I'm giving you up to December. Walk in this knowledge. Walk in this freedom. The way Satan will visit you as you're lying down at dawn. He will begin to remind you of some of the things you did. Even some of the mistakes you did three days ago. Even the mistakes you did last week. Even the kind of thoughts you have. Even on... Hey! Yes, I had those thoughts. Yes, I did those things. But I don't bear the penalty. Jesus took my place. So the reason why you are able to think and push it into your heart that you will not receive certain kind of blessings or certain dimensions of blessing is because of your works. And this has been the problem. 
Look, this one week of teaching you this will not eradicate this in your mind for some of you. You need this to be taught over and over and over and over until it becomes so clear. Listen, when you become clear in your mind, favor begins to profuse abundantly. Because that's, the, that's what I want to talk about. He said, and the time of the Lord's favor has come. What is the time of the Lord's favor? The year of Jubilee. So in the, in, the, in, the TP, in the King James, it says the acceptable year. That acceptable year is the same as the Jubilee year. So you know what happens during the Jubilee year. In the Jubilee year, I cannot be under bondage. Now in the book of Isaiah, he said after this one, Isaiah mentioned, and the day of vengeance. So let me explain. The Bible says a thousand years is like a day. Okay? So it could be like a thousand years of vengeance on the earth when we are taken. If that is true, then a thousand years for us could be several times on the earth. Do you know when we started preaching the gospel? Over certain 3,000, 4,000, they said 2,000 years. When I was younger, it was still 2,000. It cannot be 2,000 as I'm... So several thousands of years, several thousands of years, and we are still under grace. Make use of this time. Grace. In, on the ground of grace. On the mark. The mark of the blood. Actually called the mark of the blessing. Do you know where your feet are? Blessing. I'm on the blessing ground. Okay. I just wanted to cut Aphesus short for you. For you to understand. Maybe sometime later we'll, we'll do a full message on Aphesus. But on a short uh, note, I want you to note that there is therefore now no condemnation. Romans 8.1 There is therefore now no condemnation. And I explained to you, the word no is the word dies in the Greek. In the Greek, anytime you see no, is the Greek word ume, which means double negative. Okay? But when he came here, this no is not not not. This is not ume. This is the Greek word dies, which means not even one condemnation. Not even one. He said, there's therefore not, therefore now, not even one condemnation. Not even one condemnation. I don't know if you understand it. There's therefore not, not even one condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Not even one condemnation. Not even one. Now the case is closed. There remains no accusation. No voice of condemnation against those who are joined in life union with Jesus, the anointed one. Mm. Will, will, is Satan going to come to you, uh, you know, with accusations of and condemnation? Oh, yes. 
No, him, him, listen, there's one thing the Holy Spirit said to me several years ago. He said, let Satan do his job and do your job. He won't stop accusing you. Do you know what, what Peter said? James said, he said, your accuser. I want to say something to you. Grow in the knowledge of grace. You will know that he is not your accuser. James said, your, he didn't say our accuser. He said, your accuser, the devil. There is a place in Christ where Satan is not your matter. Today you are still worried why others are doing well, you are not doing well. You are complaining, why others are married, I'm not married. Why others have children, I don't have children. Why others have their... Oh. Do you know what is happening to you? You are subjecting yourself under condemnation. Yeah. But the Bible says that there is not even one condemnation. In other words, you haven't, you haven't agreed to the finished work of Christ. He said, the devil, he said, because you're, when I saw, I said, God. When Paul also speaks, he said, it is for your advantage. When I see this, I say, there is a place where you don't worry about, wow, where you don't worry about anything. Why you don't worry about anything? Do you know what you do? You intercede for people. For you. That's when we, we say that you are spiritually mature. Do you know what you engage? You, you move from the word of God to the word of life. What am I saying? You see, I said there are things I can't share. John. was the same person that told you that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us and we saw his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth for he was in the world the word received him not he came to his own his own the world did not know him he came to his own his own received him not but as many as received him to them he gave the power to become what the sons of God and of his fullness we have received grace for grace you see, I just quoted from 9 to 16. Now, this same John, in 1 John 1, 1 and 2, when he's talking about the word, he didn't say the word of God. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. Hold on. You can see here now that the word he spoke about, he has now experienced him. <laughs> so he can now feel the life. That is the word of life. So what, what catapults you to the next level of your spiritual life is your experience with the word. Your experience with the word. You get it now? And then when he went into heaven, in Revelation chapter 1, he now saw face to face this word of life. And when he saw him, he was beyond 
description. So what did he do? Now the same word of life, the word that became flesh, he saw him. He even put his hand on his chest. Then he had an experience with him and he saw him as the word of life. Now he was taken into heaven and he saw him face to face. Now when he saw him, the glory was so much. He least expected the word of life. The Bible says he fell, at his, at, he fell on the floor because he heard the sound of him that speaketh. And then he came and the Bible says he laid his hands on him. Now when he got up and he saw him, he saw that his hair was as white as snow. His eyes were as red as fire. And he saw his raiment and his feet was as fine brass. And then he said to him, now he didn't see him as the word of life. He saw him because he introduced himself. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the starter and the finisher, the Aleph and Tav. Then he said to him again, I am him who lived and died and now I live on forever. So John has seen Jesus in three dimensions and some have not even understood him as the word. Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Rayman 9 at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our Friday services, dubbed Night of Bliss at 6 p.m. And sit under the reign of heaven in our Furnace service on Sunday at 8 a.m. Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny Hyphen L. Jedu, and on Instagram as Prophet Danny L. Jedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. Prophet Daniel Jedu's book, Partnership with the Lord is Out, and it's selling fasting print and on Amazon. This book has all you need to help you assess your God-given right. You can contact Word and Spirit International Contact Services on plus 233-54722-1773 or plus 233-50432-8959 for any inquiries. So many people are listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast on Podbean and many have received testimonies by listening. We want you to share your testimony with us by leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or sending it to us via email to contact at wordloversglobal.com. You were made to leap from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world. You are blessed.